and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of beauty in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute six, which I have beginning with Taylor saying, this, it just isn't working for me anymore. And going through the VJ saying, cutting. <laughs> so Taylor has a tattoo now. Mm-hmm. On the, the back of her left shoulder. Yeah. And it's a heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really gotten a good look at it yet. So much so that I thought that I had just not seen it. And I was like, ah, it's probably not a thing. And then they discuss it, and it's like the center of the next couple of minutes. I'm like, ah, well, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, it. Um, they did like one kind of like pseudo close-up of it. Not mm-hmm. even a close-up of it. Last week, there was like, she walked past, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, whoa, she's got a new tattoo. Um, right, which was this week. <laughs> right, that was this week. But it was definitely like a noticeable, she's wearing like a tube top. And you know she's wearing yeah. that to show off her tattoo. Also a tattoo top. A, yep. um, I'm actually really proud of that. Yeah, no, gonna... you, you very much should be. <laughs> That's very good. Also probably hurts a lot. So they actually should market tattoo tops. Oh, you think the tattoo hurts a lot, and that's why she's wearing. She the says tube top? later that it does. That's true. Um, but you think that's why she's yeah. wearing the tube top, not to show it off, but so that she won't have anything tattooed. I think. It? I think she's two birds, one stone. That's tattoo birds, one stone. I'm sorry. Let's you're move not on. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm really proud yeah, of it. Yeah, please don't pretend that you're sorry. About this. <laughs> Everyone listening knows that you're not, <laughs> and you shouldn't be because these are gold. Sometimes James gives himself gold stars, and that's fine. Yeah. <sighs> got to give yourself gold so, stars if nobody else will. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she breaks up. I wrote, my first note is she breaks up with him, period, in front of his friends, period, and walks away before he can respond. Mm-hmm. Which is quick. It's a quick, like, she took ripping the Band-Aid off, like, to heart. Yeah. She's like, like, Throw it yeah. away, take out the trash, it's trash day, it's gone. Yeah. This isn't working for me anymore. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then she literally P- walked up and he's like, wait, wait, wh- we're going to have a conversation. Right. And she's like, oh, so then fine, he... I guess we'll talk about it. <laughs> she's like, you, you want to put yourself through that pain? And he just sits there, she's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And then it's story time. And then it's story time. And Aaron, this story, I, I really like this kind of story where it's like, let me, present storyteller, take you like literally like vision quest style into this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the, that a lot. I do too. Taylor starts talking about how Chandler got drunk on spring break at a club. Right. Yeah. And starts making out with this old guy. And it turns out that this old guy is Warren G's hairdresser. Correct. I am so excited to talk to you about Warren Good, G. Good, because I have no idea who this person is. I thought you might not. And I, I had a thin, I had, he was in a, we'll talk about it, but he was in a group with this other guy named Nate Dog. Um, and Nate Dog died, but I was like, wait, was it Warren G that died? Or anyways, 
I'm going to tell you about Warren G, and then we're going to talk about why this is an amazing line to have written. Okay. Um, all right, so Warren G uh, was uh, was Warren Griffin III. He was an American rapper and record producer uh, who, aiding the G-Funk sound, assisted West Coast rap's 1990s ascent. So if you, Aaron, or you listeners, think about like early 90s Snoop Dogg, Tupac sort of rap. I think about it constantly, James. I know, I, you're, it's like, Aaron, enough, God. Uh, you're like, West Coast, and I'm like, God, okay. <laughs> but yeah, th- that, that's the sort of sound we're talking about. Um, in 1990, with Nate Dogg and Snoop Dogg, do you think that he was like, hey guys, I'm Warren G. Dogg, and they're like, no, get out of here. Nope, too, too many dogs. <laughs> too, too many dogs, dog. You're the man now, dog, because we're the dogs. Um, that's a different movie. Uh, so they formed a trio called 213, and I'm not, I, I would imagine that's an area code for Compton or LBC, probably uh, Long Beach. Okay. Uh, so he had seven top 40 hits, including uh, the 1994 single Regulate, uh, which was a big, uh, huge hit. And that was his, it, like, it was him and Nate Dogg. Like, that's, that's why I have them paired, is because they're on that one song together. Okay. So he went to jail a lot when he was a teenager. When he he was from Long Beach, which is why I said that about Snoop Dogg, because he always talks about the LBC, and that is Long Beach, California. Okay. Dr. Dre was his stepbrother. Okay. And uh, it says having uh, pioneering gangster rapper Dr. Dre for older for an older stepbrother, and having standout lyricist Snoop for a groupmate, Warren G took a unique path into the rap subgenre, G Funk's success. So that's who Warren G is. He is an early 90s to mid 90s uh, rap, West Coast rap guy. And now, Aaron, I'm going to send you a picture of him. We can post uh, that. And I want you to see if you can figure out why it's hilarious. Hold on one second. This is Warren G. At, in 1999. Okay. Why is the line, Warren G's hairdresser, hilarious? Well, he doesn't have much hair. <laughs> I mean, he could theoretically have a hairdresser that does something with his scalp or it's, something. Well, so he's not bald. It's like, what if you he's had not. a high and tight, but then you buzzed the high part? Right. It's right. Like, what if you were... It's like... You, yeah. Ne- it, it is just shy of bald on the sides, and it's like a level yeah. one buzz cut on the top. Yeah. Think like Will Smith mid nineties, but less, even less on top. Yes. Like he, Will Smith had the, had the sides done and a little, a lot on top. This is even shorter than that. Yeah. Someone didn't know about the, like the sizes of, you know, that I'm not, I'm a three. No, no, no. They didn't use a, a guard yeah. at all. They just like. Yeah. Sides of his head was like done with a razor. And right. Then the exactly. Top one they, but they clipped with no guard. Right. Yeah. So. I think it, I, and as I was listening to the line, I was like, Warren G, I don't think he has hair to dress, which is an amazingly deep, like that, that takes a lot of like trust that people are going to understand that. And I I think that's good job, writers. Yeah. You'll be shocked to hear that I did not understand that. Listen, I only barely, I like, I was like, "Mm, that feels like a joke. Let me see if I can figure out if it was. And it might be unintentional. I could perfectly well see that they're like, let's see, who was a rapper? Uh, Warren G. Okay. Um, hairdresser. Like, I could see that happening, but again, Optimus James is in the house, so it was a completely intentional joke for sure. Yes. And then Zach does something that he'll do a number of times this week, which is 
have weird knowledge about stuff Mm -hmm. that it's weird that he knows. Yep. Because she's like, it turns out that's Warren G's hairdresser. And he says, isn't he gay? Which is like, I mean, I guess because he's making out with Chandler and it's the 90s and sort of spectrums of sexuality are not really uh, a upper class California boy's first thought. Right, but like, why would he know that Warren G's right. hairdresser is gay? Hairdresser's gay. Is right. he just exactly. assuming he's a hairdresser, so he must be? Oh, and, and yeah, I mean, that, which that's, a, that's a different a, a possibility. Like, which is gross. It's, it is, uh, it is a, gross, a gross thing. Especially because isn't he gay after you've just heard a story about it? If, you, if this is the first time you've heard of Warren G's hairdresser, that's a wild logical leap to make. Right. He's a hairdresser. How could he possibly be making out with with a girl? Right. So I I have to believe that he somehow read a an article about Warren G's Warren G's hairdresser colon why by John McGovern. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine that be a, that that being a magazine article. Like why does he have a hairdresser? Right. Also, his hairdresser's gay. Yeah. Like what a weird kind of. Isn't he gay? And Taylor's like, whatever. And so he hooks us up right. and passes to the Spring Break Beach House. Like, right. Zach did not need to have had a line in there. Nope, for a sure. A better didn't. line would have been, Warren G has a hairdresser? That would have been a killer line. Aaron, excellent rewrite. Thank you. Excellent rewrite. Thank you. So, yeah, he gets them tickets to the MTV Spring Break House yes. thing, which uh, sent me. I have a feeling it didn't do the same thing for you. I got a nostalgia trip from this. I did not. My knowledge right. of MTV Spring Break House is this movie. So every summer from like from like 86, 86 through 2014, every every summer for 28 seasons, there would be a week of um, basically they would go to the MTV Spring Break House where it looks like they recorded in multiple places. But when you search where was it, it was Daytona Beach. Okay. So. Correct. That's where she said she was. So that that makes sense for her to have been there. And so I looked up the spring break for um, 1999. Okay. And I found a BuzzFeed article about the top 40 spring MTV spring break performances of all time. And it turns out 10 of them are from the 1999 spring break, which I thought was very impressive. Oh, yeah. Crazy Town Butterfly. Mm-hmm. What, was it number 36? Uh, 34 was Destiny's Child Bugaboo, which is wild because I remember that being a song, but not being 34th best performance of all time. 32 was Lit with My Own Worst Enemy. 1999 was the year I saw Lit twice for free. Okay. Um, because in May, a couple months after they played this uh, top uh, top 40 uh performance on MTV. I saw I won tickets to HF Festival 99, which is a local radio stations festival that used to happen in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then in the, in August, uh my uncle and aunt uh were on the medical staff at Woodstock 99. So I saw Lit play this song twice uh in 1999. So I think of this song as being like, oh yeah, that song I saw in this year. Okay. Number 26 was Shaggy's Angel, which it was, 99 was a weird year because then... Is that the girl, you're my angel? Right, okay. exactly, exactly. And then 25 was Kid Rock's Ba Wit Da Ba. Okay. Which I think, I didn't check this. Uh, actually, I can check it for a second. Okay, so interesting. So uh, 
Kid Rock performed Baba Taba in the 1999 spring break, and in a 2000, in a April 30th 2000 episode of The Simpsons, they have him performing at an MTV spring break this song, uh, the same song. So it's like they were a year, like it was, it was, anyways, it wasn't as topical uh, as it might have been, but it was still fairly topical to have Kid Rock performing at uh, spring break. 16 was Goo Goo Dolls Slide, which is wild that that's a top 20 performance. Mm-hmm. 14 was Destiny's Child No No No, which was their first, uh, their like breakthrough hit. Okay. Number nine was also Destiny's Child. So they got three of the top 40 and three of the 10 songs from 1999 with Say My Name. So that's okay. that's an actual hit. Number four was Eminem with My Name Is. And the highest charting song from the 1999 Spring Break is number two with Sync's Up My Heart. Okay. Which um, apparently was the, the high high point of InSync's performances because you had Chris Kirkpatrick with his his pineapple mm-hmm. hair um, and they're all wearing uh, khaki cargo shorts mm-hmm. in the in the performance um, so yeah it was very much of its time and the only one that beat that was the 1995 notorious B.I.G. performance of Big Papa okay so lots of a lot 1999 was it's it makes sense the 1999 a movie from 1999 included a reference to MTV Spring Break because it was pretty much the the apex, you know, the middle apex of like probably the four or five years where it was at its height. Right. And I was I was wondering, I was reminded of, do you, do you know what The Grind is? No. Have you ever heard of The Grind? So on MTV, for a surprisingly short amount of time, uh, given how long, maybe they ran reruns of it. It was literally, it was kind of like Soul Train or American Bandstand where it was like, there's going to be music playing and pretty people dancing Okay. for 30 minutes and then that's it. So they had that, but it was like 90s MTV. So it was like scantily clad pretty people right. and stuff. And I think that if this movie had been made in like, and that ended in 98. Okay. So if this movie had been made a couple years earlier, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was the grind that she had talked about being on rather than MTV Spring Break. Of course, MTV Spring Break feeds into the whole it was just spring break sort of deal right. a lot better but uh yeah lots of uh mtv used to not only did mtv used to play videos like the trope is but they also used to just have just dancing people just people just dancing in in swimsuits and stuff dancing. just you know just doing some dancing yeah and we're gonna actually uh hear the vj is in the middle of telling us about uh what spring break was like Cutting, I think cutting loose is what uh, the VJ is, yes. is saying. But uh, that is all the notes I have for today. Okay. I did a lot of my spring break research on this episode instead of next okay. episode. Cool. Well, should I kick us into some social media? Yeah, let's kick it. Kick it. Let's cut loose. Cut loose. All right. Well, we as a podcast series, question mark, are on Twitter. Sure. At J E underscore Minute Movies franchise, I like that. Hey, franchise. Franchise, oh, aw, that's really good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so go to the go to Portmanteau. What? It was a portmanteau because it was oh, a sweet I portmanteau. Said portmanteau, and I'm like, well, that covers you. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I guess I'm the port. In that. Any port in a storm? I think I want to just move on to social yeah, media, I, don't, I think, probably. Yeah, I don't know what that even means. I'm a raisin-flavored yeah. wine? 
Sure. It's gross. I, I've, I gotta tell you, I've always said that I about know. you. And I've asked you repeatedly to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we are on Twitter as a podcast franchise at J-E underscore Minute Movies. Uh, but individually, I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. And I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network on Twitter at ScavengersNet and on the internet at large at scavengersnetwork.com. Yep, that's it. Where you can go to find out more information about the Scavengers Network. That's right. And if, if, if you've come here because you are a She's All That fan, mm-hmm. you can go to our page and go you know check out other minute movie shows that we've mm-hmm. done. Because this is our fourth. Which is kind of wild. It is kind of yeah. wild, for sure. Oof. Yeah, I mean, we have a whole back catalog, not just of those, but, like, you can go listen to, what, 100 and something episodes of Unabashedly Obsessed? Mm. 151, if you find the right RSS feed. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But 150 in most places, because I can't figure out Spotify, but... That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that is the social media for today. That's it. So come back tomorrow. We will hear a little more about spring break. Mm-hmm. And meet some lovely new people. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see many lovely people. We will see an, a lovely actor playing a horrible person. Yes, there's that. Although we don't really <laughs> know that in tomorrow's episode. I believe it is. Fair. Uh, minute eight where we kind of get the first inkling that he might suck a little (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah so come back tomorrow and until then don't forget those paint stained overalls The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.